Hello and welcome back to episode two of Sports Babble, the podcast. I'm Katarina. I'm James. And today we have another interview. James, you want to introduce who our next interview person is? Yeah, we are interviewing my good friend, uh, Matt Mangano. He's the founder of Inked MBA and Inked Central. Inked MBA has 150K followers on uh, Instagram and uh, Inked Central has uh, 44K followers. Uh, Matthew uh, started up Inked, uh, Inked MBA on Instagram July 11th, 2019. Uh, Matt is currently has a podcast on YouTube and Apple Podcasts called Inked MBA, and he started this uh, September 15th, uh, 2021. So we're going to talk to him about uh, tattoos and uh, what he's currently doing right now. Uh, Matt, how you doing? What's going on? How you guys doing? Good, good, good. So uh, just want to ask you some questions. Uh, why did you start the page uh, Inked MBA? So I was always, I've always been a big like basketball fan my whole life, and I was looking to get my first tattoo. So I was like, it was three years ago, um, and I was looking, and at the time, D'Angelo Russell was on the on the Nets, and so I'm a big Nets fan, and I always thought his like tattoos were really cool and whatnot. So uh, I was looking on the internet, and I couldn't find anything uh, in terms of like in depth kind of you know look at his tattoos, close ups, the artist, anything like that. So I figured, you know, like, why not kind of two of my interests, tattoos and and, uh, and basketball, why not kind of make a page and see what happens with it? And then it's just been, you know, onwards from there. And uh, you started the page uh, July 11, 2019, and now you uh, have a podcast right now. So how has that been going, like speaking to the artists and uh, NBA players? It's been dope. It's been dope. Uh, starting off. Like, when I kind of started the page, I didn't really think anything was going to happen with it. I thought it was going to be more so just, like, a fun little thing that I was doing on the side, like, as a joke kind of thing. Um, and then now it's, like, it's wild to think about that, like, I'm talking to, you know, NBA guys, guys that I watch on TV, um, and having just, like, real conversations with them about, like, their tattoos, like, things they like, and, and just being able to be the person that they tell their stories to. Uh, yeah. So uh, you have had uh, multiple NBA players on the on the show and also artists. Uh, can you tell me a couple of your favorite interviews? Yeah, my favorite ones would be uh, Austin Rivers was really cool. Terrence Ross was a really dope guy too. Uh, and then Steve Butcher, the artist uh, for Lonzo Ball's arm sleeve, and he's just like a huge artist. Those three were probably my top three. Uh, just genuine like conversations, guys, that like, you know, the conversation flowed, uh, you know, it's, when you're doing like a podcast is you want to make sure like your, your conversation's flowing and your guest is kind of like connecting with you so I feel like those three episodes are the best three now uh, as you know uh, NBA players have a very diff- uh, difficult uh, schedule so has it been uh, easy to, or difficult to get guests it's it's a it's not a it's it's not it's not uh it's not as easy as, as you would think with like the Instagram following um, you know it's like half of half of the NBA almost follows the page but to just get in contact uh, and then to get these guys, like you were saying, to sit down, lock in a day, lock in an hour, um, is is the main difficulty. Um, and you know, there's it, it's like you have to just kind of deal with it because you have to realize like they are the NBA guy, they're the guy that's traveling nonstop, they're the guy that's playing, you know, in the NBA. So it's not like something to to put your head down about. Like if a guy locks in a date and then doesn't show up or cancels, wants to reschedule or whatever just kind of have to go with it and uh i feel like if, if someone's actually like really interested on in getting on they will make the time to get on and they'll they'll make it a priority to reschedule if they aren't able to get on on the original date 
And now, uh, who is, who's someone that you want to get on the podcast? Maybe an NBA player or an artist, if you can name a couple of people that you would um, enjoy to have on the podcast. For sure. I want Jordan Clarkson on the podcast really bad. He's one of my yeah. favorite NBA players, uh, one of the most tatted guys in the NBA. Um, and he just seems like a really cool guy. He seems like he has a lot of stories behind his ink uh, and has a lot to tell. So that would be awesome. And then artist side, Steve YB or Steve Weeb. Um, he's a uh, he's a tattoo artist. He tattoos, you know, all the top guys in the NBA. His, his work is is ridiculous. And again, I feel like he's a guy that has so many stories because he's tattooed so many guys. He's he's tattooed, you know, in different locations, different scenarios. So I just feel like he would have a lot to tell. Uh, so who who do you think um, team wise who who follows you the most? Uh, you know, like player wise. Uh, I would say probably the Hornets, Charlotte. Um, they're a super young team, uh, and a lot of their guys have a lot of tattoos. So uh, I think actually probably every single person on that roster has a tattoo. So it it um, narrows it down more for me. Uh, and being young too, um, just the younger guys show more interest in kind of social media and pages like mine and, and you know sneaker pages fashion pages things like that so it's easier to get the younger guys to kind of engage now uh, do you have any uh, upcoming guests or anything in the works yeah so we're working on uh, Cappy Pondexter she is uh, a WNBA you know kind of goat uh, she's fifth all time in scoring WNBA she's a two time champ uh, two time gold medalist um, you know she's done a bunch of things in her career she's an also uh, multi-time all-star uh, and she should be coming on uh, within the next week but she's been one that uh, we were supposed to record two days ago we had to reschedule so it's just it's just about you know finding the right time that we can sit down and have a conversation with her. now that you know you have a very successful uh, successful following you know with uh, over 150k uh, I just want to ask you uh, with other people starting out uh, with social media do, do you have any tips or any you know anything you could tell the people yeah you got to find something that's like unique you don't want to go into a space that is already like so full and and just flooded with content um find something that you genuinely enjoy too because it, it, it won't feel like you're doing you know work or or it won't feel like it's a pain when you're you know putting the hours in getting the the content um you know find a niche take take it on and and just go with it don't expect anything huge uh if you go in with no expectations you'll never be disappointed so I think to just go in on something that you enjoy and, and just follow it. Uh, what was, because, um, you know, now that you you know, you know have a lot of followers, uh, what was something that was like, wow, like, I, like if maybe like a follow or maybe like a direct message that was like, wow, like I can't believe that like that happened, you know? So the first kind of time that happened to me was when the first time that a guy sent me his tattoos, like without asking. Like it was like, oh, like I got a tattoo. Um, here it is, and it was uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker. He's currently on the Jazz, um, but that like that was like two, three years ago. So it was when I had maybe under ten thousand followers, and that was just like mind blowing to me. Um, and then recently, you know, now it's more common for things like that to happen, which is insane to me. But um, Jordan Clarkson followed, and then Anthony Davis also followed in the last year. So those are two like really, really big names uh, in the basketball world that are just showing interest in like something I'm doing, which is really cool. Yeah, that, that duo in the jazz, uh, Nikolai Walker and uh, Jordan Clarkson, is definitely 
nice for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both, like I said, uh, Nikhil is, is young and, and, you know, has been getting tatted over the last few years. Uh, I'm pretty sure he followed when he was in college, too, so that that's cool to see him kind of make it into the league and, like, progress over the time. Uh, and then, yeah, Jordan Clarkson is the reigning MVP, so he's, he's a beast. So um, what would you say is the hardest part? Because, like, obviously, you know, you have all these guys and stuff, but, you know, sometimes, you know, they're busy with their schedule, so they can't get you pictures and stuff. So what would you say is, like, the hardest part about running the page and the podcast? Uh, so for the page, it's, it's you know, content. Um, normally for basketball-related media pages, they have six, seven months of straight content uh, nonstop because of games, practices, things like that. For me, it's a lot different because guys aren't really getting tattooed during the NBA season. So, so for me, essentially, my prime like season is the off season or the All Star break, and that's when guys will go out and get tattoos, get you know all these sessions in, and then that's when I'll be getting the photos and stuff. So it's really just being able to create content and have content for those months where it's kind of stale and there's no nothing new coming out. It's just being able to like go in, you know, uh, dig deep, find like tattoos you haven't posted before, get some photos if possible, or just look for shots, like new shots of tattoos. Because even just different angles on some pieces, you get to see different aspects of tattoo, and it makes it seem like a completely different piece. And then with the podcast, it's just the uh, just yeah, just getting people to lock in a date um, and kind of being patient with it and not not getting yourself aggravated and not getting yourself like down on you know people having to reschedule and things like that um so when you post right um who is who are like some of the players that get the the most likes or the most engagement when you uh, post on instagram uh jello ball so leangelo ball who ironically is not even in the nba but he does numbers every time i post him he's super super tatted um and if you follow basketball you know who the ball brothers are so you know Every single one of them has been in in the uh, in the limelight uh, for the longest time, so they have a big, big following. Uh, Jordan Clarkson again is a, another guy. Every time he's posted, get a bunch, a bunch of likes. And then D'Angelo Russell uh, on Minnesota. Every time I post him, he gets a lot of likes too. Um, and also another thing, uh, what people don't realize is that you, it's only you, right? When uh, with the page, like no one else is really helping out. On the on the inked MBA side, yeah, it's just me posting up uh, and doing that. But luckily, I have a good friend of mine, James, that helps me out with the the ink central pitch. Sounds like a great guy. <laughs> yeah, great guy. So, um, if you could say, uh, what what are your dreams? Like, what what do you think like the future holds for inked MBA and uh, ink central? Well, hoping to just you know, the podcast was a big leap this year in going from you know, it's 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 easy to to have a DM conversation with someone uh, going into this like face-to-face kind of conversations and, and really putting yourself as a brand because, you know, no one really knew it was Matt Mangano behind Inked MBA for the longest time. So kind of putting yourself and your face behind your brand is huge uh, and, and kind of branding yourself. But um, just hoping, hoping that, you know, it keeps like, the traction going and, and, you know, in the last year there's been articles on the page on CNN, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, TMZ. So, like, just having having the recognition uh, from the media and, and, you know, players and stuff and just hoping that eventually, um, you know, the page becomes a mainstream kind of media source for, for anything uh, basketball off-court uh, content. 
Now, I know we talked about, like, um, you know, in the past with, like, how you were talking about with ideas and stuff with, like, All-Star Break, you know, maybe get, like, a like a tattoo convention and stuff. But I, because I wanted to say, have you been trying to do that, like, trying to put a face to the brand? Because I saw, you know, with the Chris Brickley interview, that was, you know, that got a lot of, a lot, a lot of followers and stuff. So has that been your goal? Yeah, I mean, anytime you can brand yourself, uh, you should be trying to do it because, you know, if you can get people to tune in to the podcast solely because of you rather than the guest you're having on, it's it's a huge upside because then, you know, it's like bonus we have the guest rather than, you know, relying on your guest list to get you your viewers. So it's, it's huge, you know, kind of showing your personality and kind of connecting with your fans and having them feel like there's a connection there and, and uh, you know, just having that like, tight-knit kind of following um and and relationship with your fans can really help with people you know wanting to see you succeed and and just wanting to see you do better with the page all right matt i think that's it for us but i just want to thank you so much for coming on i really do appreciate it i know that you're a busy guy so thank you so much for coming on thanks so much i appreciate you all right bro be good you too goodbye bye all right, that was the interview. What a great interview. What great insights uh, Matt brought up. Yeah, you know, with tattoos and stuff, he's very knowledgeable. And then with uh, basketball, he's been a basketball fan for a long time. So, you know, he's really into the tattoos. He also has tattoos. So, yeah, it was really good talking to him and, you know, letting the people hear what uh, he has to say. Yeah, and I love how he just, like, casually mentioned, oh, yeah, AD follows me. Like, I would have led with that in the interview. No, yeah, and also Jello Ball follows him, which yeah. I, don't, I don't know why he didn't. I mean, he did he say it? I don't know if he said it or not. Yeah, he said Jello. Yeah, he was saying yeah. Jello, and he goes, yeah, I'm trying to get, like, more of the Ball brothers. Yeah. I mean, the Ball brothers are the biggest family right now in basketball. 100%, but that Jordan Clarkson follow was a big-time follow. Yeah. Because he's tatted. He's he, super tatted. Yeah, no, that guy is tatted. Well, so let's get into the show. It's great. I like that we started with the interview. Get into something, something a little different. Yeah. So we're going to start with what is trending this week. Um, and there is a lot going on. Obviously, the men's final four basketball, college basketball season has come to a close. And we're going to get into that and what an amazing ride it was. But the United States men's national team qualified for the World Cup. They didn't qualify last time. And we obviously saw what that did to... And so the U.S. soccer configuration with that, and we saw how that affected, and they came back, and they qualified. Even though they lost to Costa Rica 2-0, to zero, they still qualified because they had a lo- they could lose, but no more than six goals. So they, after their draw that was done a couple of days ago, they are going to face England in the World Cup. And fun fact, they have never lost to England in any World Cup matches, not even from the 50s and 2008. So it's going to be very interesting because both England and the United States have young guys. And it's a young group of guys playing. So it's going to be interesting. Now is that that's coming up? Yeah, and actually Black Friday 2022. Oh, wow. England versus USA. I thought they should have done it Thanksgiving. Mm. That would have been good. Yeah, I guess maybe like with football, like the ratings. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, I, I just thought World Cup doing on Thanksgiving. But... It's going to be interesting, and I'm excited. I'm really excited because, you know, I love the U.S. men's national team right now. I love this yeah. squad. And they're young group, and even though I don't see them going so far advancing into the World Cup, but it's a good benchmark to start, and they automatically qualify. Yeah, at least they're in it and they're playing, you know, hopefully get some support because usually the 
with the U.S. with the soccer, the women's are so the women are so good that you know the men's. I honestly forgot that there was a men's U.S. national team honestly because like the women are so good and the women get the spotlight. So at least like they're in the thing now. Yeah, the women they're phenomenal and like, they're four-time world champions. But this is gonna be interesting. A new era of U.S. men's soccer, and they automatically qualify for the. 2026 World Cup because it's home advantage. The home, the World Cup will be in the United States. Oh, look at that. So, you know what? I think that kind of um, reincorporates for that they didn't qualify the last time, so they're automatically going through for the next one. I think that's good for U.S. soccer fans in general. Now, this is going on right now as we speak. The Masters, a tradition unlike any other, oh, yeah. as Jim Nats would say. Big CBS person over here. <laughs> I love the Masters, even before my CBS yeah. days. I love the Masters. I'm not really a big golf guy, that's why. This, the only reason why I love the Masters is because of one guy, and that's Tiger Woods. And he's back, baby. Oh, he yeah. is he, back. He said he could win it. He, he said he could win, win it. it. He could win it. But I'm t- I think, well, as we know, 14 months ago, he almost died in a car accident in Los Angeles. And now he's in the... I did not know that. You did not know that he was no. in the car accident? No. He almost died, James. You didn't know this? No, I didn't. Um, it was... No. Oh, my God. Do you know what? After this, I'm going to pull up some articles about it. Yeah, so he almost died. He almost got his... Paralyzed, too. That's He almost got insane. his leg amputated as well. That's he was crazy. on his way to go... Um, it was during NFL offseason. Mm-hmm. And he was going to go golf with Justin Herbert and Drew Brees. Damn. Squad. That is a squad. Can you imagine you're just like at the golf course and you just see those three guys? Yeah, that's kind of intimidating. So Justin Herbert and Drew Brees were at the golf course waiting for Tiger Woods. And what we think is he was running late and he was speeding and he was going around this curve. And people said in the area, if you don't know about the curve, you have to go really slow because it's really steep and really. So he was going too fast and the car flipped. Oh, that's a problem. Yep, and that's he was hospitalized and everything. There was a chance he wasn't going to be able to walk. Wow. And now he says he could win the 2022 Masters. What a beast. It, I, I predicted that he would come back. I knew he would come back for this Masters last year because this accident happened almost around the Masters of last year. Because they're like, oh, he's not going to come because he's still in rehab. He's still trying to get better. And... um. Now he's back. Yeah, that's crazy. He could win it. Hopefully, hopefully he wins it. That would be a good, you know, fairy tale. If he wins it, he would retire afterwards. That's my prediction. What could you do after that? Like. Yeah, that's true. After his story, what could he do? Not sure, man. Unbelievable. I didn't know you didn't know about the. Yeah, no, I'm I'm still trying to process. You're processing. Yeah, you're processing that. That's crazy. All right, so we're gonna move on to. After now, James did not know about the car accident. Um, <laughs> we're going to move on to what this weekend was, and it was the men's final four. And my God, what a final four matchups we had. We had Villanova versus Kansas, mm-hmm. and then we had the ultimate college rivalry of Duke and UNC. Yeah. Let's start with Villanova, Kansas. Uh, what for you, what really made Kansas win this game? Um, you know, they were pounding the ball inside because no one on Villanova could guard uh, David McCormick. So that was their game plan. Just give it to David and then, you know, everyone will get in foul trouble. So 
Yeah, that was their game plan, and they beat them by a lot, right? It was like, I don't even remember. I it think was, it was like 20 or... It was, yeah, it was 81 to 65. 81 65, yeah. Yeah, Colin Gillespie with a great career, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, I felt bad for Gillespie because he was a super senior. He got robbed of the 2020 tournament like so many of these teams. Mm -hmm. um, and he came back to try to win it. And last season, he got hurt during the tournament. And then, honestly, with the loss of Justin Moore for Villanova. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Holy yeah. Shit. The loss of Justin Moore, that w that's what really, because it was just Gillespie out there. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's what really did it for them. Yeah, if they had him, it would have been a different game. If they had him, it could have been much closer. <laughs> much closer score. Yeah, Gillespie, he played 39 minutes, 11 points, 2 rebounds. But then you have um, David McCormack, 29 minutes, 25 points, 9 rebounds, and 1 assist. Damn. Beast. We know how that ended up for him. Uh, overall, Villanova had a great run, but it was Kansas game. I, don't, I, I didn't see anybody else, really. Yeah. And like you said, Kansas defense, it was dominant throughout the entire tournament. It wasn't letting Villanova get anything done. True. Now to the main course of the Final Four, Duke-UNC. Now, it's the ultimate college rivalry. It's what everybody wanted. I didn't want this Final Four. I was going for a Duke-St. Peter's mm. Final Four game. Yeah. But UNC ended up slaughtering them in the Elite Eight. But Duke-UNC, ultimate college rivalry. Coach K, he's been 50-49 to 49 against UNC since he started Duke, since he started coaching at Duke. Mm. And Coach K's, ironically, Coach K's first loss was Duke. With Duke was against UNC. So it was kind of only fitting. Mm. His last yeah. loss be to UNC. Yeah. Unless you go to Duke. <laughs> So UNC won eighty one seventy seven. What were your thoughts on that game? Um, man, I don't know. I just like I, I don't know what it is because if you look at like if you look at like team to team, like you you obviously think like Duke is like the more talented team. They have more players and stuff because probably their whole starting five is going to the draft. Like this year, North Carolina's starting five probably like will all be in the NBA, but Duke's starting five this year will, are going to go to the draft and they all might go first round so it was just like surprising to see how they lost to them in the tournament and they lost to them in Coach K's last home game so new UNC just was like owning with Baycock Baycock was the big reason why mm -hmm. because yeah. um, they were just feeding the ball inside to him and no one could guard him because Mark Williams got in foul trouble then Theo he played good minutes but just he was um, Baycock was just destroying him, so I think that was the big part of the game. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with you. Like, Duke's starting five. They're going, like, Pablo Banchero. We're going to see him in, in the NBA next season. Yeah, There's he's no going doubt. top three. Yeah, that guy's going top three. But it's so interesting because going into this Final Four, Duke was was seeded two. UNC seeded eight. Oh, yeah. UNC was seeded eight. I, I've always said since the tournament that like, UNC was not an eight seed. Yeah, they, no. They were not an eight seed. But it really just came down to the end. But Caleb Love, 28 points. Brand, um, Brady Manick, too, man. 14 points. That guy was beast. Yeah, they were born. They were beast. It was, it, but what I loved about this game was that, oh, UNC took the lead. Nope. Then Duke turned. It was just beautiful basketball, yeah, honestly. It was back and forth. It was back and forth. It's what you want in a Final Four. 
But to me, I still don't. I still feel that Gonzaga versus UCLA was a better Final Four game. I don't know. Oh yeah, no. Nah, that of course, was of that course. was to me. People yeah. are saying that Duke UNC is the best Final Four game we'll ever see, and honestly, it's nah. not. That that half court Jalen Suggs shot was actually ridiculous. That that's probably to me is the most craziest thing. It's, that's one of those moments that you're like always going to remember where you were when you saw that shot. Yeah. I I'm never going to forget where I was when I saw that shot, and and I I just don't feel that Duke UNC brought the same feelings because it came down such to the wire, mm-hmm. and you already kind of knew with the free throws you're like oh my god this is it for Duke like that's it and you see Huber Davis losing his mind and sideline, and yeah yeah but my you couldn't ask for a better Final Four because it's exactly what we want it's exactly what we missed in the 2020 tournament. I, I think both, even on the women's side, with, with, with their final four, it's what would have been in 2020. Yeah. Oh yeah, they said um, the number one teams in the women's and the men's both won the championship. Yep, they both did. That's they should, and they were both favored to win 2020. So I think this was the revenge year for college basketball. Yeah. So, we are going to take a quick break, and then we're gonna get into tournament. Uh, and listen to a few of our sponsors. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to SFC Radio. Feeling groovy today? Well, you're in luck. Introducing an all-new program titled Eat the 80s. All 80s, all the time. That's right. Feeling nostalgic? Wish you could go back in time? We've got you covered. Featuring songs exclusively from the decade of big hair and great music. Be sure to listen to the Radio FX app, the official app of College Radio, the TuneIn app, and the SFC Radio website at sfcradio.sfc.edu. I'm Lake Green. And I'm Edoardo Giribaldi. Thanks for listening to SFC Radio, the official station of San Francisco College. just supposed to be a missing persons case. Open and shut. One, two, three. But if they call us in, it's never usually that simple. God, I wish it were. I wish I never stumbled upon that place. I wish I never saw it. But I have to tell someone. You have to know. Whoever is out there, whoever is listening to this right now, you have to know what's going on. I work with the FBI's Unusual Incidents Unit. What I encountered is crazy, and I don't care if I lose my job. I don't care if this makes me a goner. You need to know what's actually out there, what we are keeping out. Only on SFC Radio, Tune In, and Radio FX. I don't care if you don't believe me, but for the love of God, You have to know. You need to know what is beyond the mirror. All right, we're back. Now let's get into the champions game, UNC versus Kansas. I'm I'm going to start by quoting Hubert Davis. It was live action, Tracy. Live action. We're competing out there. It's live action, Tracy. It's live action. It was live action. It was live action. My God, Hoover Davis, how you messed that up for UNC. Oui, 
UNC started strong. Yeah, you know, first it was like Kansas. They got out to a 7 nothing lead. And then, you know, going into halftime, I think they were up. UNC was up 16. And I would be a rich man right now. But, you know, I don't bet. But I told, I told my mom, I was like, yo, Kansas is going to win the game. And they won the game. But, like, you already knew that was going to happen because Kansas, like, is the better team. And, like, they were just going to push the tempo and make UNC force turnovers. And because that's what Kansas does. Like, that's where they're strong at just um, running up and down the floor because they're just way faster and, you know, more athletic than UNC. But also, um, it came down to the wire. But I think a key factor, the biggest, like, the reason why Kansas won the game was because of Remy Martin. Yep. I agree, Remy Martin. I, I, he was trending on Twitter after that game. Yeah. And honestly, it was that was a great game. It was the first time ever that a team in the Champions game was able to come back from such a large deficit and win the champion for the NCAA title. Yeah. But I feel that. So, it was the first time they were able to come back. And honestly, what cost UNC? Caleb Love was off. He was missing those threes. Yeah, but... Um, Puff Johnson gave UNC good minutes. Yep. But he was, like, throwing up on the court. Yeah, no, that poor kid. I, you have to say, only UNC, they played their heart out. Armando Bancock, too. He was injured. And he, he he played as much as he could. When it came down to the wire and I saw his ankle, I went, oh, kid, that was it. Yeah, I rolled his ankle again. Rolled his ankle again. He, they gave it their all UNC, but I agree. Kansas is just more dominant. Mm-hmm. And our guy, Christian Braun. Yeah. He's a beast. Beast. Do you think any of these guys um, will go to the NBA straight after? Um, I think Jalen Wilson will, who also follows uh, Inked NBA. Shout That's out, right. Shout out to Inked NBA. But um, I think he'll probably go. Christian might like test out the waters. Um, I feel like he'll be like Corey Kisper last year. Like he'll be yeah. like, yeah, you're in, you're you're in this. Like uh, you'll go to the Wizards. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who else is on the team. I will take any of them to the Knicks. Yeah, no. Nah, I would take it. Oh my God! Come on, don't be so negative. Caleb Love's probably going to the league. Like he's probably. Oh yeah. yeah, Caleb Love will. That's who we would get for the Knicks. Honestly, we would, and he'll just miss those threes, and it will just be that same cycle. Yep. Oh my God! What what a final! I mean, what a f- way to end! I thought we almost went into overtime with that. When he when he stepped out in bounds, I was like, no. Yeah. I said, oh my God, UNC's gonna get possession. UNC's gonna go. But they passed it to Caleb Love, and I that was their mistake. They should have went for Manic. I yeah. would have passed it to Manic. Well, he slipped. That was the problem. I think he, there it was probably originally for him because I think there was like four seconds on the clock or like yeah. five. So I, I think it was like for Love, and then Love was going to drive it and pass it. But, yeah, um, they were very composed, though. Um, when, uh, when the kid stepped out of balance, he was uh, – like, everyone on Kansas was, like, laughing on the sideline when it was, like, a three-point game. But you knew, like, they knew that they were going to win. So, like, that just shows you, like, their confidence and stuff. Yep. Yep, I agree. And you know what? UNC, the next season, they're going to have Hubert Davis again. It was only his first season as head coach. So, there's yeah. a lot of potential there. But Kansas, they finally got what they wanted. They got um, what they needed for that revenge like the revenge season of 2020 yeah that was it this was this was their win mm-hmm. overall what, what was your favorite moment of the tournament favorite moment i think favorite moment probably 
I mean, St. Peter's, like, probably, that's probably what everyone's favorite moment is, just with, like, you know, Doug and stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. St. Peter, St. Peter was a moment, um, and in with, actually, there is some St. Peter news. Doug Edder, Daryl Banks III, and Matthew Lee have all entered the transfer pool, which makes sense since Coach Holloway um, is now the head coach of Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. That's where they're all heading. Probably. I text Doug's cousin. Mm-hmm. And I asked, do you know where he's going? And he said, no comment. Damn. I got a no comment. I thought I was going to bring some insight here today, mm. but he said no comment. Doug is still looking at his options. Interesting. So I think it may not be Seton Hall. Oh, oh no. You might, that might be. I think he might leave. He'll go to Kentucky. He'll go to Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, that does it for our episode today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll talk.